Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. When we worry, what we're saying is, God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you with this situation in my life. And we seemingly take control of the problem. We take it into our own hands and we fret over it. We worry about it. And we're even given over to fear because of it. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Philippians. Is the anxiety in your life weighing you down? Instead of dealing with worries on your own, remember that God is faithful. Trust Him with your worries. In today's message, Pastor J.D. teaches in Philippians 4, where Paul instructs followers of Jesus not to worry. Listen today and discover how the Lord can help you stop worrying. Now be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Philippians chapter 4 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. The Apostle Paul is writing, and by the Holy Spirit says, verse 6, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, or as some of your translations render it, supplication, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So, I have to explain the title that I chose for this series, short series. (laughs) I want you to know I spent a lot of time on just the title, and it's not hyperbole, I'll have you know. I carefully, very carefully, selected the title of Kill Worry Before Worry Kills You. And I think you'll see why here shortly. As many of you know, I have really been looking forward to these two particular verses in Philippians for quite some time now. And the reason is, as I've been very candid with you, is because of my own proclivity when it comes to worry. God has certainly been doing a work in my life. I'm just one of those people that is prone to worry and be given over to fear. And uh, I don't want to stand before you as one who's not walking in victory. Certainly God has given me the victory over the years. I still struggle in this area. It's that one area in my life that I would liken to the thorn in the flesh that Paul had that kept him so humbly dependent upon the Lord. And so that's what it certainly does in my case. So, but I would be disingenuous at best and even dishonest at worst if I didn't confess that I still struggle in this area. 
I want to be an encouragement to you with the encouragement that God has given me over the years when it comes to this matter of anxiety, the danger of worry, and worry is dangerous, and worry is even deadly. In order to do that, I want to first address the seriousness of worry. Worry is very serious. Worry is sin, actually. Because when we worry, what we're saying is, God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you with this situation in my life. And we seemingly take control of the problem. We take it into our own hands and we fret over it. We worry about it. And we're even given over to fear because of it. You know what I love about God's Word? We're never commanded in God's Word to do anything without also being given the how to do it. And such is the case with our text today. This is a command, by the way. In fact, I don't know if you can overstate how emphatic it is when Paul says, I command you, do not worry. (laughs) If you prefer, thou shalt not worry. And in the original language of the Greek New Testament, it's even stronger than that. It's like this. Don't worry about one single thing. Got it? Okay, let's close in prayer. That's it. That's it. Aren't you glad God doesn't leave us there? You know, he says, don't worry. And now here's how to stop worrying. Here's how it is. It is possible, it is biblical to actually stop worrying. We have in the text before us today, the cure for worry, the cure. You know, all the world can offer is medication to manage the anxiety, right? Well, God's Word actually goes way beyond that and provides us the cure, the complete cure for worry. Now, the reason I chose the title that I did is because worry actually has the propensity to eventually kill us, literally. You've heard that expression, perhaps you've used that expression. I'm worried sick. That's a thing. It affects us physically, physiologically, neurologically, psychologically. It causes damage. Because see, worry causes stress. And the stress in turn causes damage completely throughout our bodies and our minds. It affects the immune system. Research is finding now that anxiety and stress actually depletes our immune system and disables us in our ability to fight off terminal illness like cancer, for example. That's how serious it is. It doesn't only affect our immune system, It affects, in particular, our digestive system, as well 
our cardiovascular system, our nervous system, and not to mention the mental illness that anxiety and worry can cause. I have a book in my library that I recently reread. I actually got a hold of it back in the 80s. It's titled The Hidden Link Between Adrenaline and Stress. It's written by Dr. Archibald Hart. In it, he summarizes the effects of stress on the various parts of the body. I might need to maybe fill in a couple of blanks as a preface. So here's how it works. When we experience anxiety or fear, we go into what's known as the fight or flight mode. The adrenaline is just off the charts. God-given adrenaline. But what happens is if there's no recovery from the adrenaline arousal, the stomach acids are going on overdrive, the adrenaline is firing off the charts throughout the body, and all of those stress hormones are just on, to borrow an auto metaphor, they're running on all cylinders, turbocharged, (laughs) on steroids if you prefer. And the body cannot take that much for an elongated period of time. And so this adrenaline and stress damages the body, the internal organs, and not just our bodies, but as well our minds. Listen to what Hart says concerning the brain, the mind. What happens is there's this generalized panic and anxiety, and it causes migraine headaches. This caused from stress. The heart, rapid heartbeat, skipped beats. Your heart is racing now just hearing about (laughs) the stress on the heart, right? Raised blood pressure, thumping and mid-sternum mild pain, dizziness and lightheadedness that's caused from the high blood pressure, and then also heart palpitations. The stomach and the intestines or the bowels, general gastric distress, feelings of nausea, you'll forgive the, for lack of a better word, diarrhea, acid in the stomach, heartburn, forms of colitis, indigestion, and stomach churning. That's from all of those hormones caused from the stress that are just firing away because of the anxiety. I'm sorry if these statistics on anxiety cause you anxiety, but bear with me. I I won't stress you out too much. In May of last year, Time magazine published an article citing a new poll about how Americans are more anxious than they were in the previous year. Listen to this. This really blew my mind. According to a survey conducted by the ASA, approximately 40 million Americans, which is roughly 18% of American adults, 18% of the population of the United States of America has an anxiety disorder. 
And if you think it's just for the adults, think again. Just a couple of weeks ago, Axios published an article about the results of a Pew Research Center report concerning teens. Listen to this. In it, they found that teens were the most likely to say stress and anxiety were of major concern for their peers more than drugs, drug addiction, more than bullying, or poverty, anxiety. I think maybe the question needs to be asked, (laughs) what are we so worried about? Oh, everything. We're worried about everything. We worry about everything and anything concerning the future. And oh, make no mistake about it, the enemy is very clever when it comes to getting us to worry. He will put thoughts in our minds that he cannot read our minds, but he can put thoughts in our minds. And we cooperate with him when we allow those thoughts to germinate and sprout and bear anxious fruit, so to speak. But it usually starts with something like this. What if, or what about, and (laughs) if only, I mean, okay, let's go ahead and go around the room and, (laughs) oh, sounds like I struck a chord here, doesn't it? No, but that's how it starts, right? Because see, the objective of the enemy, the strategy of the devil, is to get us propelled as far enough in the future as he can to get us worrying about everything and anything he can. And by the way, nothing new under the sun, right? Wasn't this exactly what the serpent did in the garden? Hath God said... Translated, God can't be trusted. It's just repackaged. It has new wrapping paper on it. So it's more amicable, more plausible, more feasible, if you prefer. You know, this is pretty bad. I know. What are you going to do? I don't know. It's really bad. I know it's really bad. Wow, why is God doing this to you? What? What did you just say? (laughs) Why is God allowing this to happen to you? Isn't He a loving God? Why would He allow you to go through this and experience? If He loved you so much, surely He wouldn't allow this to happen. Oh my goodness. That's got serpent written all over it. God can't be trusted. Well, before we get more depressed and stressed, let's drill down into our text. I want to tackle this why question of why it is that we are not to worry about one single thing. I heard a pastor say it this way. It's always stuck with me. One minute spent worrying is one minute wasted. Think about that. So 
We know that God will always package the how of the Holy Spirit with the what of His Holy Word. In other words, God will never command us to do anything without also enabling us to obey that which He's commanded us to do. So what's the why and where's the how? I would submit that there are two reasons why, first, we are never to worry. Not worry about anything, not one single thing. And the first is this. God can be trusted with whatever that problem is currently in your life. You can trust God with whatever it is. He is good and He will bring good no matter how bad it seems or looks. And here again is the enemy going, well, wait a minute. He misquotes Romans 8.28, right? Oh, you know the verse, right? The promise. We all hang on to it sometimes by a fingernail for dear life. For we know that God works all things together for the good to them that love Him and are called according to His purpose. Again, Satan knows the Bible better than we do, right? So he comes in, slithers in, you know, and he twists it just ever so subtly and insidiously and and kind of rewrites it and says something to this effect. Yeah, God will work all things together for the good, but how's he going to do it with this situation? I don't know. I don't know. How's he going to? I don't know. I mean, this is really bad. I know, I know it's bad. I know it's really, what are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what you brought that has troubled your heart so, that has created a multitude of anxieties within you, as the psalmist writes. But I am here standing before you testifying. Because in my own life, over the years that I've walked with the Lord, there has never been a situation as perilous as it seemed that God did not bring good from. He can be trusted. He can be trusted. And don't listen to the enemy. I don't know what it is about us. We believe what we listen to, and we listen to and believe the lies of the enemy, but we won't believe the truth of God's Word. What's the lie of the enemy? Oh man, this is, this is how it ends. <laughs> You're going down, man. This is really bad. And you can fill in the blanks again, however you want, with whatever the situation is in your life. But I mean, he will paint this, I mean, horrible picture of how that situation is going to end. And it ends very badly. And we believe it. And we start fretting over it and becoming fearful because of it. And it's a lie. And here's the Lord over here saying, no, I know the plans I have for you. But your future, you know what your future is? Is to give you hope. It's good. Psalm 23, I love this. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Here comes the enemy. Are you sure about that? Because it looks to me, as I look at your what's going on, I mean, this is really bad, right? I know it's bad, I know it's bad. 
doesn't seem like this is good. So goodness and mercy looks more to me like bad and trouble and more trouble with a capital T. (laughs) And we believe it. We believe it. Here's a second reason that we are never to worry about anything. It's because God loves us so much that He doesn't want us to needlessly suffer the painful consequences that will always ensue. And again, this is why we actually have the biblical prescription for worry and anxiety. But here's the problem, and it is a problem. It's too simple. What do you mean? We're given the cure for the worry problem. We're given the cure for anxiety. We are actually told, God actually has the audacity in His Word to say that you don't have to worry about a single thing. You got my attention. Do you want to know how? Yes. How? I... Can I get a prescription? Yeah, actually, but that's not at the pharmacy. It's right here. You know what it is? You know what the cure for worry is? You ready? (laughs) Wait for it. Prayer. Prayer. Told you it was too simple. Getting ahead of myself, I... Obviously, I have much I can say concerning this, having... (laughs) Prayer is the cure for all anxiety. Listen to what the Apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 5-7. He says, cast all your anxiety on Him because He cares for you. He, He cares about everything that's happening in your life. He knows, He sees, He cares. He cares so much, He wants you to give Him all of your cares. And this idea in the original of casting off is, here you are, like the proverb says, an anxious heart weighs a man down. I mean, you're so heavy laden and burdened and downcast, and you're carrying the worries of the world on your shoulders. And God says, get off of you. Cast it off and put it on Him. He cares. Give it to Him. How do I give it to Him? Prayer. There's a lot to learn from this joyful New Testament book, Philippians. And we're so glad you've joined us to walk through it all with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Philippians isn't just about the Apostle Paul's rejoicing, though. There are many references to this emotion. This book is also honest about the difficulties that followers of Christ will face. People will oppose the truth of the gospel, and you may face persecution from non-believers. But you can rest assured that Jesus knows, and He sees, and He can change lives anyway. You can be glad and rejoice in the Lord just as Paul did. If you'd like to listen to more Pastor J.D.'s teachings on this book, you'll find them on our website. Simply visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and click on Listen. 
You can even take these messages with you on the go with our mobile app. Find a link to our app on our website or search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store. This will provide you with hours of insight into the Bible, helpful links, and access to the latest editions of Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. In these updates, Pastor J.D. takes a critical look at the news and events happening around the globe and compares them to the prophecies of the Bible, sharing God's views on what's taking place. These messages are new each weekend and will help you put world events into an eternal perspective. You can access these updates through our website. Again, that address is inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to God's Word today and join us next time right here on In Spirit and Truth. truth, truth.